So, what is the biggest challenge gay men face in life? Mm. When a man says, actually, I'm straight. Challenge accepted. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Well, 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 we are back for another episode of Gay Talk 2.0 in LGBT podcast. We are streaming live on gaytalk20.com where you can access the live stream every Wednesday at 6-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by simply visiting our website. My name is Tom, and I am your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome, oh, your boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. He's got an echo now. (laughs) Your boyfriend's boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. Boyfriend, boyfriend. Oh, my God. I was just like, how many boyfriends? do you have mm. don't ask that question <laughs> that's crazy you have um, three hours no. oh lord have mercy but we're back either way <laughs> we are back we're back we don't have three hours no. but we're back um so holy shit balls of fire march came in with a fucking bang mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna call this episode march madness Okay. Because it's just mad everywhere. I mean, like, there's so many things happening all at once. Um, We're playing basketball. Well, that's right. It is March Madness, like, in that sense, too. Yeah. I mean, but I'm just guys that play with balls. Yes. Mm. Okay, now, Trish, look at you. All right. Puns. Check. (laughs) Dribble D's. (laughs) Dribble those D's. Um, No, but uh, I just think that, you know, it's just been crazy. I mean, so for starters, let's talk about weather. We went through the entire month of February. And what had happened was. <laughs> for what like, seemed like spring, right? Yeah. Beautiful 50, almost 60 degree weather on several occasions in the month of, um, of February. And then March swings in. We get a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. We had a nor'easter yesterday. Didn't dump any snow here. But there was. Like, on the coast. But there was a lot of wind. Yeah. Let me tell you. Okay. Tell me. I have not been able to do my hair since. Like March started because every time I walk outside, the wind fucks it up. I literally yesterday I went on a meeting and I'm like, I'm sorry, this is what you're getting. And right. It's just like there's nothing I can do about it. Dear Mother Nature, and sorry. I know I need a haircut, but come on, listen, not that she's bad. fucking with the homos. Oh my god, dear Mother Nature, mm-hmm. wind is supposed to happen in May when people fly kites close to power lines and get electrocuted. Not in March. No. So in March, you know, you're supposed to like sort of kind of get ready for the April showers, which then bring May flowers and a lot of winds and flying kites and doing all that stuff and getting electrocuted. Poor Benjamin Franklin. Didn't he get electrocuted? No, but he know. he discovered electric, uh, electricity through something with a kite and a key and something. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. So poor guy. And he also gave us daylight savings times. Thanks. For nothing. Yeah. Like, seriously. But anyway, we sprung forward, so that happened, uh, weather-wise. So that means that we now get an extra hour of daylight on the other half of the... On the other side of the day, which I think is amazing in itself, because... It gets you out of that seasonal slump, right? When it starts getting dark early and you feel like it's 10 p.m., but it's really only 5.30. Um, 
for me, I, I, I don't know. This time of year just wakes me up. I love it. Not this week. Well, well yeah. <laughs> we're, still struggling. we're still struggling with that time change, but. Right. I mean, you technically lose an hour because we fall back. And so you sleep less, you know, going into Monday morning. But but you gain that that amazing daylight in the afternoon, which sets you up for barbecues and all that stuff that's coming up in the summers. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> so no, it's not it's not that I don't appreciate it. Like, yeah, I love I feel it. The same thing, but it's like I just feel fucked up for yeah. a, like a week or two. I'm like, what time is it? It's Where a good, am it's I? Good. almost jet laggy. It's yeah, very, it's right. very jet laggy. It's it, crazy. It, I think it's it's a well worth um, payoff. Right. Because in the end, like in another month, it'll be getting dark, like at almost 830 p.m. Right. Yeah. Because we're going to be hitting the the summer solstice on June 21st, which means that's the longest day of the year. And so it'll be dark, probably like 930, almost 10 p.m. You still have twilight outside. So it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll be outside in my bikini, you know, just in your sarong. laying out in my sarong. And I'm so sorry ahead of time. Um, <laughs> Especially to your new neighbors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, welcome, um, welcome, Gabers. Let's let's hope. Welcome Gabers. to the gay road. So I have plans. <laughs> I don't know what my new neighbors are going to be like. So I, if you if you haven't been, uh, if I haven't mentioned, so my neighbor next door, uh, which I absolutely adored them. They were wonderful. They sold the house and they moved to Florida, and I'm getting new neighbors potentially around the 26th of this month. They close and supposedly if everything goes well, they close and I don't know who they're going to be. So one of the first things that I'm going to have to do is one, um, reassert, you know, the type of neighbor that I am straight off the bat is I'm going to be playing my music outside. I want you to know that there's going to be music outside all summer long, and but that you're you not have... disrespectful. You don't you don't go until like two in the morning. No, no, no. But you need to understand that I will go until ten p.m. Yeah. until it's time to legally bring it down. That's the kind of neighbor I am. I just want to let you know I like to have company. I like to have get-togethers. I like. I'm a very, very. Yeah, but it's not like you blast person. the music outside anyway. But, but no, the fact no. that the music is on this, I understand what you're saying. Though. No, and just <laughs> in case, you know, I'm just gonna sort of kind of condition them from day one. The moment I see them moving in, my music is gonna be on outside. They need to know this is what you're gonna expect when you move into a neighborhood you've never been to. Because this gay boy is not going to change his ways because you just got here. No, not happening. Secondly, my flagpole is going up. <laughs> so I, last year, I ordered um, this yeah. massive flagpole, fag 30-foot pole <laughs> that I'm going to put in the ground and put the biggest gay flag, biggest pride flag you can find on it. And make sure that my new neighbors understand you live next to a homo, motherfucker. I don't think you need the flag for that, but okay. Yeah, no, I know, but it, it's going to happen. So that that's going in. I have to go pick up some concrete and make sure that I, you know, I dig a hole and put the sleeve in and pop the, the pole in and, and then put up the flag. So that's happening because, you know, I like to put targets on myself. So And plus, Nick loves seeing rainbows and unicorns everywhere. So, mm-hmm. so that's that. Um, and then, you know, just see what happens. You know, all I know is that they're a family, obviously a man and a woman with two children, relatively the same age of my previous neighbors that lived here. 
Um, except their kids were fun and they were, you know, every time I went outside, Tom, Tom, they learned a lot. Some of the conversations we had out there. Oh, I know (laughs) they're going to, I'm going to miss those kids. They were nice. And then, you you know, right on the last day they came over and they hugged me. Oh, they're already gone. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, They're already in Florida. Oh, wow. The closing is going to happen remotely for them. Wow. It's it's all, yeah, it's done. I was kind of hoping you would buy the house and sort of kind of, you know, become my neighbor, but, you know, it just didn't work out today. Yeah, that happened too quickly. Yeah, I know. So, and that's that. So, weather, March madness, craziness, weather. Then there is all these other things that are happening. But before we get into all of that, I'm going to toss it over to my to my children around this table, my, my sisters, my brothers from another mother, um, my co-hosts, my friends. Let's start with you, Trish. How are you? I'm alive. She's alive. Today. Today. No, I'm fine. Yeah. I had a relatively nice weekend. Um, I <clears throat> On Saturday, I went up and I spent time with um, my brother and my uh, sister-in-law and my niece, and it was such a great day. And then... I actually went up because they wanted to go out to dinner with their friends, right. which they don't get to do a lot. So I was like, yeah, like my sister-in-law texted me. She was like, can you do, can you like just be here while she's sleeping? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, and if she wakes up, I'll make sure to play with her and, you know, keep oh. her busy and entertain her. You probably woke her up on purpose, didn't you? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, Why? But, <laughs> Because, you know, she's the baby. She needs her sleep. <laughs> well, you know. Um, and also, her parents would have killed me. Um, uh. But it was really nice. And honestly, I thought it was going to be kind of like a chore and exhausting. But it was so restorative. And I felt, like, good that I could do that for my brother. They were so happy when they came home. And they came home, like, pretty late. And they just had a really good time. And my niece, who was kind of a bitch at her birthday party... Was like okay. Tell us was, how you really feel. She was. She was in such a bad mood. I couldn't even hold her. That she, she was crawling all over me. She's almost walking now. And we just had a really nice time. But, question for her birthday party: Was she around more people than she normally is? Yes, but I don't think it was that. I think she was. I think she's teething. <clears throat> yeah, but that'll. Yeah. She's at that age. Yeah. She's at that right? age. She's like what? Eight that. months now? Eight nine months? No, she's already a year. Yeah, she's, a, she's yeah. already. A oh year. my god! Yeah, she's she should have like a full rack already. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. I meant teeth. Teeth. Not holes. Tits. <laughs> teeth. <laughs> I'm just saying. a full set of teeth. Let's yeah. correct that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was it was really great, man. <laughs> She's just so fucking cute. I love her. Those pictures are freaking adorable. adorable. Yeah, they are. You sent me a video of you like talking to her and she's like, ooh, ooh, gaga. You know, it's just so cute. (laughs) That was fine. And she does this weird thing. Mm. So she's crawling. Like she's a busted. So valid. Valid. They have have weird things. If she has to like crawl over something that's uneven or like a step up, it's like a a feat. You know, she's like, Like, like when she she was crawling up the stairs. Here, let me see if I have a video of. Uh, that sounds uh, like you every day. Well, going I'm through old. Life. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. <laughs> like she was just like making these noises, and I was like in the littlest like, oh, like if it's an inch, like, it's like a big big thing. Yeah. Here I go. Hold oh on. my god. Let me see if I have a. Video. My thigh weighs so much. <laughs> Kids at that age, they started exploring, and, and she's already climbing up the steps. Oof. Oof. Time That's, for that gate. Yeah. 
Time for that baby gate. I call them doggy gates because I have doggies, but in reality, they're the same gates. Yeah. Time to put them up. Yeah. A new step. <laughs> Every single step. Ah, ah. Uh, but she is, she is. Oh God, such such a great little baby, and uh, yeah, no, it was nice. So yeah. now she's not your first niece. No, she? she's my first niece. I have. You have nephews. Yeah. Okay, so she is your first niece. Oh yeah. my gosh, she's gonna be spoiled. Mm. She's gonna be spoiled. And like, rotten. I know it sounds a little fucked up, but like, it's a little different. Not I, I shouldn't say it like but it's like, always different with girls. Well, it's not even that. It's like my you know, my I grew up with my brother my entire life. Like my nephews are from my eldest brother and sister who are from my mom's first marriage. And I you know, I, I love my nephews just as much as I love Demi, but there's something just a little different because I grew up with Chris seeing him become a dad. And, right. Um, well, I mean, there, there's a more, there's more of an intimate connection because of the fact that you guys were all brought up together in the same house. Yeah. And you know, like you've known your brother in so many different stages, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't say the same for your two older siblings. Like, you know, I knew you when you were five, mm-hmm. right? Because you didn't, right. you weren't even probably a sperm when they were five. Yeah. So, so yeah, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was nice. And then Sunday, I worked at the bar, which you know I quit. And then two weeks later, um, but it was so dead. After I paid myself, I made two hundred bucks. Right. Uh, you know, uh, it, well, I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, that's two hundred bucks that you didn't have. Valid. True. Valid, and I'll take it. But like. It was for a St. Patrick's Day yeah. event. Yeah, it's, it's well, been sad the past couple of years. Well, what what happened is what ha- happened what was ha- happened. is this is part of the whole March Madness thing craziness. So we all know when we started this show in 2016, it was like right. We couldn't even talk when we decided we were going to do an episode right after the St. Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> So we decided we were going to go party all day, work all night, and then come home at 3 o'clock in the morning and record a podcast. We were younger back then. We were speaking cursive. In so many languages, it wasn't even funny. Yeah, That's number one. I don't one. think we aired that episode. Yes, though. we did. I don't think so. Yes, we did. And we aired the next year's episode, too. Yeah, it was. Wasn't there one where we were like, no? There was one where we. I was like, you can't air that. Like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I think that was a very, very, very first one. We were also but, like young and really excited about the show. Not that right. we're not now, but like, no, like let's and, record today. Let's and record and we, every day. Yeah. And we had we had a different focus back then. So we wanted to be catty and bitchy and which we still are, but you know, we talk about serious stuff on the show too. So um so we ended up like, you know, when we think about St. Patrick's Day back then. In the city of New Haven, you could drink outdoors for St. Patrick's oh, Day. Oh, people were doing that anyway. And you had thousands and thousands of people walking up and down all of these streets that were closed, right? Like they would close Crown Street and all of these other streets that surrounded the main route of the parade. And people were drinking. By 10 a.m., you had people that were like, I remember walking downtown and we used to have mailboxes. There was a guy hovered over a mailbox just sitting there just mm-hmm. hanging uh and people just on the streets just sleeping yeah at 10 yeah. in the morning yeah 
And that was because, you know, they allowed drinking and you could bring your own booze and nobody cared. And it was all a free for all. But there was also a lot of fighting, a lot of things that broke out. Like there was a riot that happened on Crown Street up by Hula Hanks, which is one of the bars that are further up from Gotham from our from our bar partners closer to our other bar at the time, which was Gotham on the corner of um, Church and, and Crown. And then one year, the city said, OK, we're going to ban public drinking for St. Patrick's Day, which was quite honestly one of the only times that you could actually drink outdoors and it was okay with St. Patrick's Day, which is what drew drew people out to come out in droves and and party. And then, you know, the city just said, you know, finally in 2017 or 2018, we're not doing this anymore. The following years, a 2018 and 2019, the turnouts were decent. Then the pandemic happened. Yeah, now it's like... mm -hmm. And like... Normally, when I walked into a bar at 11 o'clock in the morning, you couldn't fit in the bar. Yeah. I got to the bar at one, when, when two o'clock when you opened. There was three people at the bar. That's it. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy, right? Like, you can just see the dynamic. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that people, there's no more public drinking. Yeah. Because we don't I know remember, how to behave. I remember I worked one, one St. Patrick's mm. Day at Partners. And I was ready to leave an hour in. It was fucking insane. Insane. Like, I remember I used to walk the in. The Yaleys were I in. I made so much money. Yeah. Oh. That, that year, I, I must have I cleared close to a G. Yeah. For the, and I was like, holy crap. Like, like I was always off St. Patrick's Day. I would never yeah. work. Yeah. People would also non-stop. get, like, I one year I was working, and this was a later shift, so seven to one, right? And it was crazy packed. And this was the one time I had to follow somebody around the bar with a fucking with trash the can. But um, one one person was like, I want to buy shots for the entire bar. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And so I literally, I poured shots for the entire bar. And I like, I was like, are you sure? And so I looked, I went to Dave. I was like, so am I charging him? Should I just? Ch- charge him like the total price or because it was like a lot you know a bottle of well tequila is what yeah in shots i mean 20 bucks so like he was like negotiating with me and i was like all right i'll do all i must have been like 40 something shots and i was like i'll do all of them for like 250 or whatever i said you know and then he left me like a hundred dollar tip i'm like that is the shit that like i'm i was like i'm gonna make money tonight and i show up and i'm like I guess I'm playing fucking Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it's weird. Sad. It's just weird. It's yeah, yeah. It is. so so I I ended up coming out late at late that late later Sunday in your night. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, late. <laughs> late Sunday night, because um, of course you know I spend the day with mom. So you know mm-hmm. after I did my thing with her, I I came up, I hit up Tommy. I'm like, hey, where are you? Thinking, okay, this should be a decent crowd. It's not that late. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm eating, but heading over to the bar, I was like, all right, I'll meet you up there. I showed up. I mean, there were there was a decent there crowd. There was a decent crowd, but it, was, it wasn't like But it was past. a slow night. Right. It was like a regular snow, slow night at the bar. And right. I was like, I was a little disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, I'll go there and then I'll take a walk and check out. I didn't even leave the bar. I just said, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to waste my time. I'm not going to yeah, waste no. my time. I have, you know, I have the best <laughs> friends in the world. So I knew I wanted to go downtown and get there like, you know, at a decent time, one o'clock and just stay out there and not have to come back home 
because I had to work that night, right? And do karaoke. So my friend Jack, this you know, she came over and stood at the house with the babies so that, you know, they had company while I was away for hours at a time. And so I was able to get out. It was the first time in a while because normally I would just go out like around five or six and then I had to work mm-hmm. and, and that was it. But it was disappointing. I was just like, okay, this is it. Yeah. You know? And but it's it's just not the same. It's not. It's, I, the it's, level of debauchery is just <laughs> no. No. Not the same. No. Yeah. And I don't know. Will we ever get there again? Um, you know, I can tell you that Harford, which does allow public drinking on St. Patrick's Day, was lit. Yeah. It was I've crazy. Heard, I've heard from a lot but of not New Haven anymore. So Yeah. You know, New Haven has a decision to make. Yeah. Let the people drink. Let them be fools for one day. Celebrating a saint getting it, drunk. It, it affects it affects the turnout big time. Of course it does. I think it I think in a way the city doesn't see the impact the impact right. as much as the businesses do. Yeah, because right. people still turn out for the parade. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you know, you'll have your people at the and they're still drinking, they're just hiding it. You know? Right. Yeah. But you know, if I think if they were to get rid of that nonsense, nonsense ass rule you you have more people sticking around and of course people would bring out a cooler they would sit on the parade room and sit there and just drink because you don't have to go into a bar and spend like you know nine dollars for a beer when you can buy a a six pack for nine nine dollars and get smashed so anyway debauchery Debauchery. um avoided um this (laughs) st patrick's day Parade Sunday, even though St. Patrick's Day is actually this coming, coming up Friday. this Friday. So, I think um, March Madness on, on Friday. Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of craziness. And then, um, you know, as if it couldn't get any crazier, we sprung forward on Sunday, <laughs> and we had the biggest event in 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 the gay community, our gay Super Bowl. The Oscars. Oh, yeah, that happened. That happened. And I actually got to watch it this year. Did you? Yeah. I wasn't able to watch it. I just watched a couple of, like, you know, snippets here and there, highlights that were happening. Yeah, no, because I have been working at the bar on Sundays for I don't know how many years. And so for at least five or six years. years. Because I've been there for 10. And that shift, I think I took over when um, What's-Her-Face left. But, like... Sheila. Sheila. And I haven't been able to see an award show because I work every Sunday. Right. And so I was I was home and I was on the phone with my dad when I got home and he's like, Oh, the Oscars on I'm like, Oh shit, I can watch them. So I ended up watching um most of the Oscars. It was pretty it was pretty great. Yes. Nice. And there was no no craziness. Say, the host was not very great. But well, it's Jimmy Kimmel. I it mean It was just like kinda like, Oh, what what what's your purpose? Right. It's like just make just, a fucking joke. just let the announcements announcers just keep coming in and out. Yeah. And you know well, what I did find funny, I saw a snippet where he was standing next to a sign that says "Incidents at the Acad- at the Academy Awards since the Will Smith event." Oh yeah, and it was like a counter, and it's like zero, zero, one. <laughs> oh, so nobody <laughs> yeah. got slapped. Yeah, yeah. Nobody got a smithy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody got smithed. Yeah, so. no, uh, I I just think you know I will tell you though, however. Um, LGBTQ plus representation at the Oscars was incredible. Yeah. Um, LGBTQ plus film or actors that played LGBTQ plus characters or LGBTQ plus people in general. Um, Legitimate Legitimate did um, <laughs> very well. So that that's a whole new thing. So there, there's a video. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get there in a we'll minute. We'll get there. 
Um, you know, I just think that, you know, and overall, uh, it was a good night for LGBTQ plus people. However, um, I was sort of kind of upset that during the memoriam section of the show, um, they omitted two, I would like to say were, you know, influential, huge people from, from the memoriam, the, the actual publicly, um, you know, televised memoriam. And that was Leslie Jordan and, and, and Hayes. Who passed away in 2022. They weren't in there? They weren't in in the memoriam that was presented during the live telecast. However, on the website, they were listed as individuals that had passed. What the fuck? Um, Yeah, and I was just like, okay. I wonder if you have to be an award winner. No, I think the, the... the criteria so the story itself says that the criteria um let me let me go to the story and i'll read what it says here it says uh that during um, oscar during each oscar award uh, the in memoriam segment pays tributes to artists and filmmakers who died during the preceding year according to the academy of motion pictures and arts and sciences digital magazine the 95th oscars in memoriam remembered those who made an indelible impact on the world of cinema. But while Heche and Jordan and others are listed on the site's in memoriam page, they were left absent from the actual live ceremony. Reason being is because maybe they weren't considered as someone leaving uh indelible impact, um, you know, they made an indelible impact indelible impact in movies and then when you start thinking about it i mean the only movie really that i've seen in haitia's in is the one that she did with with um um there was a plane there was a plane they crashed yeah. and they were on the island with, um, harrison, harrison ford. ford right that's the only movie that i could ever remember her being in so honestly like did, did she leave uh, an indelible um like movie legacy i don't think so she was an actress and we have to acknowledge her for that. Mm-hmm. But really she was very well known for just being Ellen DeGeneres' first wife. True. Right? And but Leslie Jordan though. Yeah. He was that's I mean, this person I mean, he was in sorted lives. He was in um so many other amazing projects Will that were Grace. done. Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, although that's TV, so I could see where he would probably be maybe in memoriam for the Emmys, right? But um, yeah, I was I was a little disappointed that he wasn't included in there because he was just a cute little shit, you know. And he got us through the pandemic with his funny shit, you know. Like every every garbage can has his lid, <laughs> right? Oh my god, I don't. Um, yeah, so I was I was a little sad about that, but but that happened, and um, you know then. Jamie Lee Curtis won an Oscar for her supporting role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, and she dedicated her award to her transgender um, child. Because I don't know if it's a transgender man or a woman. Not that it really matters. But she does have a, a child that's transgender, which I thought was amazing. Um, you know, you have a lot of uh, members of of the Asian community that, that won big, um, you know, when you think about, um, how diverse recent years winners have been. Right. And, um, I just thought it was, it it was overall a very well balanced Oscars. Yeah. Aside from the host. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, nobody got smacked, which is a very good thing. Mm. Um, I suppose. But I mean, although I think that also worked out for Will Smith, because I mean, like, have you looked at uh, like, you know, broadcast TV lately? 
I'm iRobot, like Independence yeah. Day is like on fire. Like every other channel I click to, they're playing Independence Day. Like Will Smith is the hot thing right and now. There's on, a there's a like a on syndicated TV. Yeah, there's like a small. Um, all these actors are doing like these, you know, independent type films where they go out and explore. Or they and there's something that he's been doing recently that he's been doing with his son, where I think he went to Antarctica or something. Right. And I know like um like Jason Momoa has has one of those events out and and uh uh Hemsworth has one. Yeah, somebody So Hemsworth has one, but his contract with um Marvel he they made him put it on hold until his contract runs out cuz they don't want anything to happen to, to him. him. Yeah, because he they have the uh he did a swim out. Uh, he's like in 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 Finland or some shit like that, and the waters are like sub zero temperatures. Like he's pushing himself. Yeah, and to he the swam brain. out. He swam out. I think it was like a hundred yards or two hundred yards. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Your muscles are gonna get cold. You're gonna start cramping. If you stop, you're gonna drown." Like it was, it was insane. So mm. he did it, and his his younger brother was there with him. Actually, both of his brothers were there with him because I was watching part of it. And it seems like a really interesting idea, but it, yeah, I could see why why Marvel was like, yeah, yeah, let's let's make sure your contract's over because if you die, mm. how do we replace you? Although they did release the movie, and then he did, Lord, uh, you know, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. Maybe they didn't think at this point that he was like important enough. Like, this is your last movie, so if you die, we'll just sort of kind of maybe CGI you. No, I don't yeah. think it is his last movie. It was. I hope not. No, because it's remember, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, God, remember so. in uh, in the end of uh, Love and Thunder, Zeus brings down Hercules, and he's supposed to be sending Hercules after Thor. Okay, so that should be the next. Uh, and he's got his daughter now. Yeah, right, or his child. His was child, that his yeah. child or something like that? Uh, his adopted daughter, which is the daughter of the of the yes, he was the evil. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, I will tell you, Everything Everywhere All at Once was the big winner of the night. Michelle Yeoh, yeah. They ended up winning uh, Best Picture. Um, Michelle Yeoh actually won Best Actress for her role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Then, you know, you had Jamie Lee Curtis who won Best Supporting Actress in that same movie. But Brandon Fraser won for Best Actor for his portrayal in The Whale of an overweight, middle-aged well, there's actually, he's he's getting they're getting some flack for that. So. Yes, they are, um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. But it is we're 30 minutes in, so we're going to revisit that that one part of. Are you going to put a pin in that? We're going to put a pin on it All because right, let's, let's table that conversation. Yeah. Let's Elmo this for later. Oh, <laughs> okay. Do y'all know what Elmo means? What does it mean? Enough. Enough. Let's move on. Uh, okay. N- I Elmo a lot of things at work. Okay, but you're I not literally have a little Elmo and I just put it on the table. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, listen. We'll take a break and we will be right back. All right. We are back. I'm actually recording. I'm so excited. I make myself so happy sometimes. 
when you know shit goes right. Uh, but anyway, we're back from our break. Thank you for allowing us to uh, you know rinse, repeat, get refreshed, and uh, do all that good stuff that we do while we're on break. Um, but we want to come back to that conversation, Brandon Fraser. So um, even though you know you did say something about uh, the fact that what was it, Cookie Monstered, Elmo, what? Elmo. <laughs> Elmo. <laughs> Cookie mustard. <laughs> already changed the No, haircut. no. So you had mentioned, you know, that there's some controversy around that. And the reason being is because there has been in history uh, since the 1980s, six times in where a straight actor playing a gay male or mm-hmm. a gay person has actually won an Academy Award for, um, you know, best actor. And when you think about, for example, Tom Hanks, now... Brandon Fraser, and then you know the question becomes like it's understandable when Tom Hanks won back in the day and when other people won because you know you can make the argument that there weren't a lot of out people, people were afraid to be out, people were afraid to put themselves out there, and and you know because they could potentially ru- you know ruin their careers. And so, you had a reason why straight actors could actually go and play these roles and, and be amazing at them, and and win awards for for their great work but can the same thing be said for today's world and people acting today like do we think that well the the question that i want to throw on the table is brandon brandon fraser is having obviously an amazing year well and he definitely needed a win he he did need a win he's gone through some stuff you know issues um obviously you know that they, they were time wasn't kind to him but you know he's nonetheless one of the the better humans out there but the question becomes could hollywood start casting actual gay people to play these roles but also on the flip side why aren't we seeing more um gay out actors playing straight roles and getting accolades for that well, because I mean, we see straight all the time, right? No, I'm saying gay gay actors mm-hmm. playing straight roles, and also getting accolades for that. So, I mean, give me an example of one straight actor. I'm mean, well, actually Modern Family, but that was TV. No, like well, when was yeah. the last time a straight uh, a gay actor played a straight man in a featured film? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't think it's happening enough. I, I don't. You're right. I don't think. And and but but like if 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 my my point is if if we can continue to you know continue to cast straight men in these gay roles and then they win these awards, right? Mm-hmm. That's. You know, it is what it is. I mean, we should be seeing more gay men playing gay roles or vice versa, women, whatever it is. But at the same time, why aren't we casting gay men in straight roles? Right. I I get it. I totally understand. I think they should. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I, I could never pass. But that's the point of acting. I'm not a good actor, right? So, like, <laughs> right, and and that's the other argument that some people are play, are, are saying, right? It, this this is a job, right? Here's a script. Here's what I want you to um, audition for. You got the part. Now play a gay man, right? Yeah, and, and don't don't. I mean, I guess yeah. There in this specific movie, there's you know the the um, the suit, right? The suit that he has to wear to portray, but I 
you also got to remember a lot of times the the directors are looking for a specific person, right? Right. That they think will fit this role correctly. I mean, well, they all have their idealized version of yeah, who they would like to see, right? To Someone that, that's that actually yeah. going to bring people to the box office because ultimately that's the goal to make yep. money. Um, but you know, when you really think about Brandon Fraser, I mean, he, he was doing nothing right. Like, and he got an opportunity to obviously outdo himself in this role and which I have not seen the movie yet. Me neither. And I plan on to watching it because I believe, you know, I, I should have, um, an opportunity. I should give myself an opportunity to really watch the movie, um, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, we are no longer in the 80s, 90s, and even in the 2000s, and where people were afraid of coming out mm-hmm. because they were afraid of ruining their careers. Yeah, and we have a lot of public, you know, uh, people with platforms that are coming out, and they're being, you know, they're proud of coming out. They're still, you know, working and doing great work, and we have a lot more visibility in in, in uh TV media in general. I mean, just thinking about this past year, you know, even with, um, Oh, this is us. I always want to say this is us. The, the last of the us. The last of us. Right. <laughs> um, like we're seeing more representation. Does it really matter if straight people are playing gay roles now? Like that is the question that's being posed. And, and I, I think it does. I think it does. I think it I, does because we no longer live in a, in a world where you would have to worry about ruining your career just for coming out. Right, we have a lot of a lot of actors that are out. Give them these roles, let them play something that is so visceral to who they are as an individual that would allow them to really embody a, a person that you wrote on a script. I, I don't know. That just that's just my opinion. No, I mean, and I and I agree. I think like, I mean, I always say I think like whoever is best for the role should be cast. Right. Agreed. And, and uh, it's like the same thing I think about, you know, jobs. You know, we have a big push for more inclusive work environments. But does that mean we pass over somebody because they're of a certain demographic when they're better for the job? Right. Obviously, you have to take into consideration, okay, what do you have under your belt, right? Um, And when it comes to this specific actor, I mean, really... The only thing I can remember him for is just, God damn, how good he looked in the fucking mummy. I know. Oh, oh, that was, mm. I mean, the mummy series for him was huge, you know, playing alongside, you know, actors like Rachel Weisz and and all these other amazing actors that he got to to play with. But, I mean, he had other, like, um, incredible roles. He played a role in a movie, for example, where he played alongside... um, McCallan, um, oh God, he plays Magneto. Help me out here. Ian, Ian McCallan, right? He's a, an out gay man mm-hmm. um, uh, who played a gay character in a, in a film. And, um, you know, Brandon got a, an opportunity to play alongside him in this film. I mean, he's done work where he has been, mm-hmm. um, you know, supporting roles uh, of individuals that, that were playing a gay character. However, I don't think McCallan was out at the time he recorded this film. Right. He may have come out later. And that, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's like we have gay actors that are out now. So Hollywood, do your thing. It's like 
let's look at the pool of gay actors that we have that are out and who can best fit these roles because it's like, yeah, you give an opportunity to a straight man to really go out of his comfort zone and and do amazing work and, and win an Oscar. But, you know, six men have played gay men in history and have won an Academy Award for Best Actor or an Academy Award, period. And, you know, you don't see a gay actor playing a gay man or a gay something and winning an award. You know, it's like when Felicity Huffman, I think that's her name, she was in Desperate Housewives, she actually played a transgender woman in a movie, uh, which we discussed like four years ago. Like, you know, why couldn't you just get a transgender actress to play this role? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got people like MJ Rodriguez right now that are, you know, super hot, or, you know, like you have all of these other actresses that were pivotal making Pose what it was because it was an amazing show and so groundbreaking but you know we we've got all these cisgender straight actors playing gay people i think i don't think it's we don't need to do that anymore what i'm trying to say yeah no i hear you and i agree elmo i i i, I think it yeah we can elmo. <laughs> I, I think you also have to think think about how many people are actually you know fit the role they're looking for right right um and and yes we do have a lot of of lgbtqia legitimate yeah <laughs> um but then again you know are there as many out there as as they're seeking for specific roles you right. know what i mean so and not to knock anyone i mean you're out there to make a living and you should be casted um and again, I mean, obviously, if, uh, if you go and you, you when you cast for a movie, you have 50, 60, 100 people show up for one part. Right. And if you, you know? if your edition was out, you know, I mean, if you killed it and you hit it out the park and you're who they choose, obviously, it's, at, it's always at the discretion of whoever's casting. Yeah. Right. Um, but just keep in mind, gay folks can do it, too. Yep. Especially if you're playing, playing a, a gay person or someone in the legitimate community. <laughs> I think that's going to be my new thing. <laughs> so, so you mentioned The Last of Us and how impactful some of the episodes that we've I seen. I have not seen this recent one. So uh, oh, uh, I hate you. I'm sorry, but I was planning to watch it tonight. Okay, good. So, so we will give you the fact that we're not going to ruin it for you. But I will say that, you know, Bella Ramsey, who who plays the lead character, she plays um, um, Ellie on the show, The Last of Us, um, is really, truly overwhelmed by the response that she's gotten from members of our community for her portrayal. Again, another... uh, Now that I'm thinking about it, who the fuck are we to question whether these people are straight or not? We don't know. Maybe they're still in the closet as well. True. Right. So there's literally I'm looking at Wikipedia <laughs> right now and there's literally a tab for specula- speculated to be LGBTQ <laughs> oh or LGBTQ. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh, God, I have to go. I have to go look at that. Speculated uh, to be LGBTQ. Yeah. Legit. 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 Right. Who are they? Just give me some some names. I mean, yeah, it's a long list. Yeah. A- <laughs> give me three. Your top three. Uh, okay. Um, and it's literally alleged demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, these are all so long ago, though. All right. Um, 
Oh my god, we're gonna get sued for playing the oh Japanese song. <laughs> I just thought about that. <laughs> oh, I'm just paying homage. We're paying homage. Never mind, girl. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. It, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I mean, there. You little... were looking for names that you knew and well, names that you liked. I mean, that we that, get I it. I think that's the problem, right? There hasn't really been any. <laughs> um. Uh. So they have. They actually have a column for out of time <laughs> out of the time of the movie uh and it's like no Wait, yes out, out of outed. time no if they were out at the time of the movie oh okay okay <laughs> so like all of these people like marlon brando um it just says no I will, I will tell you marlon brando was fucking hot in his youth i mean the man was gorgeous didn't age well but I, I think that had a lot to do with with partying um, hard, partying and drugs and all that stuff. But oh my god, was he gorgeous when he was young? What um, I what I do want to say about the Last of Us, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go back. Yeah. We'll go back there. A- Anna, who plays the mother, uh huh, had me questioning whether it was really Anna or it was Ellie portraying to be the mother, right? The, okay, stop. Just stop. stop. The, I don't want to hear anymore. The similarities are insane. Insane. Right. Um, so for the first couple of minutes, I was like, mm, let me Google this. And I will tell you that one of the characters that you get to see in this episode actually played the actual character Ellie in the video game. And so okay. she's tied into this final episode as a very pivotal person and a very yep, pivotal yep. character yep. that gets to sort of kind of lay out how and why Ellie is who she is and how she got there. Okay. Um, but I will tell you. I literally spaced out. I was not listening. That's good. okay. That's which is good. Which is good. <laughs> I, th- I think you're, you're going to love it. But I, yeah, I will say episode. this. Um, this episode of The Last of Us, the very last one that, you know, the season finale was one that was full of, uh, for me, it was very shocking because you get to see one of the lead characters do something that you would never think that he would do uh, or they would do. And um, it's sort of kind of like a shocker because you see how how someone being very... um, adult-like or someone that you know you look at as an adult figure can actually still inflict damage and pain uh stop and (laughs) all that stuff um without you even realizing that that's what they're doing because they're they just you know it's just it's the gift of being a parent it's a good it's, it's a, a good episode. Good it's a really episode. good episode. Great. So, um, a good episode. you have that to look forward to. We are going to Elmo the conversation because she's going to kill me if I keep going. But I will tell you, if you haven't seen The Last of Us, watch it. It was an amazing, for me, it was an amazing season yeah. finale. If you're a binger, this is the time to binge it. <laughs> binge, binge, bitch, binge. Um, but Bella Ramsey is just absolutely amazing, and she's just completely like over, like overwhelmed by all the support that she's gotten from our community. Whether she is or not is none of my business. However, she's love, killing it. Love her her accent, by the way, when she's being interviewed. 
Yeah, she. Well, I mean, she is. She is from from uh, from the UK somewhere. I mean, I don't. I don't know whether you know she's where in the UK she's from, but she's she's truly amazing and, and what an incredible little actress. And 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 her foul mouth is really what I love the most. She yeah. reminds me of somebody that I used to work with because every other word that comes out of her mouth is fuck. Yeah, and so. and I love in in the episodes how she pulls out the book of puns. The book of puns, <laughs> and they're so puns. cheesy, yeah, they're but they're cheesy. so good. And you probably saw this in the last episode. Um, what? I, I've been tuning you guys out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like straight up. I'm not listening. Her book of puns. But what I what puns. I what I will say about that show uh-huh. is there was another article that came out mm-hmm. um, regarding Pedro Pascal. Oh yes, yes. Um, uh, and he pretty much shut down a reporter who was asking why. Um, uh, what did he say here? Um, so, where is it? I'm sorry, guys. No, no, no! Don't don't apologize. While you're looking for that, I will tell you that he is a very staunch supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. I believe we have discussed this here on the show before. Oh, um, were, okay. We'll come back to that. They were questioning why. Uh, whether queer storylines belong on the show. Absolutely. And, and he said, um, she said, what do you say to people who don't want to see LGBTQ character love? Legitimate qua. character love. She stories. got it. Um, and he responded with, they do. And despite his att- while he was walking away and despite his attempt to not engage with her she then followed up the question with um asking him uh why it's important for lgbtq plus L- legitimate qua characters to be featured on tv shows and he said i think you're asking the question because you know why it is so important and she said can you tell me why and he said you should know why I agree 100%. So what I will say is that not many people know this, but there were some reportings that came out that Pedro Pascal actually has a transgender sister uh, who is he is extremely who he is extremely supportive of. And if I'm not mistaken, which is could be really weird if it were. Can you can you Google this? What is Pedro Pascal's sister's name? Because I thought it was Ellie. Which would be kind of freaking like that would be, that would be like yeah. that would explain why he has such a really close connection with this with with Bella Ramsey, right? Who plays this character yeah. Ellie? Could it be? Am I wrong? I probably am. I totally wrong. Totally probably am. But um, but yeah, he does have a sister who's part of the um, transgender community, which is amazing. And and that's why I think that you know he just does. He's, he's Chilean. He I thought. Yeah, I told you he was from from South America. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones. I mean, that scene with him and and his on-screen beau um, in Game of Thrones, who who is um, Alaria Sand, having sex in in the brothel. His sister's name is Lux. Lux, that's what it was. So it's not Ali. See, I told you I was wrong. Hey. Uh, it's wrong. I, you want to know? Wrong. You want to know his second, his other sister's name? What? Javiera. 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 Oh God. Javier with an A at the end. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting indeed. But 
if you get a chance, uh, watch The Last of Us. It was amazing. Um, I think it's a great series. Um, just to throw it out there, because we're all over the place and March Madness is not done. Um, Randy Rainbow. Love that queen. Love that queen. We all love that queen. If you get a chance, head on over to GayTalk20.com on tonight's episode and click on the video of the parody that he just did. Parody. The, the parody, yes, um, of George Santos. Oh, I heard. Hilarious. It is freaking hilarious. I was upstairs, like, sitting on my desk, laughing my ass off You were today. sitting on the desk or at your desk? I was sitting at my desk, <laughs> in a chair, looking at my computer screen, Miss Thang. I'm sorry. She's nasty. You know, I think in like four languages, right? No, really two, but four. Well, yeah. Because I've got Spanish, English, gibberish, and then legitimate. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on in my brain. So cut me some slack, bitch. Um. But if you get a chance, watch it. It's hilarious. And and then as if it couldn't get any worse... Which madness. Um, you know, Mike Pence has been doing his rounds and saying crazy shit about people in the LGBTQ plus community, as expected, because, you know, it's Mike Pence. But uh, Chastin Buttigieg just totally, like, powerfully responded to Mike Pence's homophobia and just shut it down. And I'm so happy. It makes me happy to read stories like this, because, as you know, Chastin Buttigieg is the husband of none other than Pete Buttigieg. Wait, is it Chastin? Is he Buttigieg? Did he take his husband's last name? I don't know. I I don't know. Well, they they know. put it down in the story as Buttigieg. Uh, that's questionable. Um, but as you know, you know he is the husband of our um, Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, former presidential, um, you know, runner. Like he ran for president, right? He was a candidate. Um, and I just think it's just freaking powerful that you know he has taken it upon himself to not just quietly sit aside or be on the side of his husband, but sort of kind of take a, a, a very um, verbal stance against homophobia, especially from people who like to play politics and can have significant like impact on our community. Do you know what that cunt said? Please elaborate. Cause I was waiting for you to like jump in. <laughs> oh my God. What a dick. Okay. Yes. Um, he said Pete is the only person in human history to have a child and everybody else gets postpartum depression. Is that what Mike Pence said? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Okay. And what it, what it, I am looking right now. I'm just reading this now. Um, a former, da, 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 da. he should apologize to women and the LGBTQ people who are entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. There is nothing better than the sound of toddler giggles and the pitter-patter of their happy feet running towards you in the kitchen on a Sunday morning. Pancakes are ready. Have a good day, friends. Hello. Hello. And one thing to, to note, too, like, so... An honest question for you, Mike Pence. After you attempted a, attempted after your attempted joke this weekend, if your grandchild was born prematurely and placed on a ventilator at two months old, their tiny fingers wrapped around yours as the monitors beep in the background, where would you be? I would be right next to my child. I mean, if I had children, but you know, I don't, 
But, you know, that's a whole different story. But, you know, you, you got to give but, it up to the White House, too, because the White House actually, you know, uh, a member of the White House staff actually responded. So, um, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, who is the White House press secretary, actually said, you know, quote, the former vice president's homophobic joke about Secretary Buttigieg was offensive and inappropriate, all the more so because he treated women suffering from postpartum depression as a punchline. She went on to say he should apologize to women and the LGBTQ plus people uh, who are entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. And I'm like, yes, queen, but he's such an ass, such an ass. And, you know, it's like, uh, speechless, aren't you? I just like, not only was he offensive to, you know, a gay, you know, gay families and and gay parents, because, yeah, while we wouldn't necessarily have postpartum depression, the transition from not having children to having children, it's a lot. It's stressful for any parent, like in any situation. Anybody. And you can, you know, fall into a depression or you can fall, you know, just. anxiety you have to adjust like things happen but on top of all of that you're literally demeaning the fact that postpartum depression is real like women go through a fucking shit ton of crap when they have a baby there are women who you know have to seek medical attention because they can't even connect with their child and or they can't function as a human being because they're been people and yes. women that have committed suicide because of postpartum. Yeah, and it's I, a serious I, thing. I've seen women in my family go through it. Like right. it's 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 nothing to fucking joke about. Right. I mean, and just to think about too, just because you're two men, that doesn't mean that you can't experience the anxieties of being a parent. Like, or the, just the transition in general is tough. I, I will tell you this. I remember a time. How far along are you? Um, fuck her. She's nasty. Um, I mean, no. I'm getting there too, so. no. <laughs> I can't wait. There's always a, there's always a sly remark to those questions. Jay, yeah. don't don't play into that. Jay, there's a little foot Jay. sticking out. You want to leave see it? Leave, <laughs> it leave it alone. Leave it alone. So I remember a time when my my nephews and nieces were were little, right? And my brother said, "Hey, I need to run to the store. Can you watch my kids?" Just in those twenty or thirty minutes, the anxiety that I suffered, like, oh my god. I am in charge I don't know of what that. To do. Yeah. I'm I, I have to protect that. If something happens to that, I am dead. I will be dead. Like I need to figure out like how to human around these individuals and not totally like lose it because they depend on me in this short period of time. Amplify that by a thousand. You know, parents can't yeah. give their kids back. Like, oh, I'm tired today. Here, you I'm done. You can't do that. They're yours for life. Yeah. It's like, it, it's, you are taking th- the life of a human being into your hands and you're molding them, hopefully in a very positive way and making them or, or teaching them and guiding them in a way that would make them successful, beautiful, amazing, compassionate human beings. It's what we aim for, what we hope for. And well, then there's me. And, <laughs> no, you're fabulous. 
you know, we don't always get that because, you know, you do have a lot of parents that are bigots and teach their kids things that they shouldn't be teaching them, but that's the way of the world. But ultimately what we want is loving children, like love our children and teach, do right by them. And hopefully by the time they hit 18, which is by the time you say, you got to go, girl, I can't, I can't take care of you anymore. Your mouth is too big. Um, <laughs> but like, what, what, by that time, what fu- I'm sorry. What the fuck did he mean by that, though? Like, like honestly, he was, he like, was trying to be funny and he was being a dick. I mean, right. but like, th- th- was th- he th- saying like we're, we're all we're all depressed we're all because depressed, there's a yeah. gay there's a gay couple that has fucking kids? Yeah, basically, right. basically that's that's what it comes down and, to. And it's not just and, kids. It's like they had twins yeah. and they were preemies, so they're so. So double the anxiety, yeah. double the everything, all yeah. at once. So here's here's the kicker on that: being a grandfather of twins mm-hmm. who were born at 35 weeks, who were uh, in critical ice, uh, infant ICU for almost three and a half months. You know, the the depression was serious for my daughter. Uh, the anxiety was through the roof. Doctors kept recommending she just. Uh, uh, abort when she was having an early childbirth um you know it, it's it's disheartening so we went through this whole process with her i mean we would get calls at one two in the morning from the hospital because she was breaking down uh, you know because every every time the doctors came in it was bad news mm-hmm. they don't they look they don't look good this is not bad you know you're dealing with infants they were born they were like a pound and a half each the twins um, you know, it's a serious, it's a serious issue. And and then you got an asshole like this making, making fun of parents because, you know, they're, they're, you know, part of the legitimate Aqua community. Um, I just think it's, it's asinine because obviously he's never had to deal with something of that matter of that magnitude, magnitude in his life. Meanwhile, and unfortunately when, when you come from, from, you know, from a family that has had money for some time and generational have, wealth, most generational likely. wealth, you know, you don't have to deal with a lot of that nonsense, unfortunately. And they don't see what the everyday person has to deal with. Meanwhile, a comment like this comes from somebody who is a part of a party that thinks they can control women's right exactly. to choose. Exactly. Right. Not only that, I mean, it's also like, coming from an individual who uses religion as a means to inflict his beliefs on the population and people around you and, and is trying to, to guide legislation and, and policy around the way he sees the world and not for what it is, which is we're, we're a, a soup we're like a bowl of dick soup. There's a lot of dicks in the soup and we all have to live and deal with the fact that we're all big dicks. Well, some of us swimming in the some soup. Some of us are just dips. The, you and know what? All I have tips. to say to my parents is if I ever see you on Grinder, Don't suck it, girl. No. <laughs> but if I ever see you on Grinder, I'm going to accept and I'm going to kick you in the fucking balls. Proud of you, girl. So hard, probably into that, that they go inside you and they're not usable anymore. Yeah, he he probably might like that. You will have postpartum depression from losing your boss. You know, I know someone that has a beautiful, like, and I say beautiful, very large, uncut penis. Who loves nothing more than for you to put on Timberland boots and stomp mm. on his balls? Okay, so I've heard about this shit before, and that is just that's not okay. 
That's not okay. Clearly, you both know who it is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Those poor, those poor balls. Uh, That's all we're going to say. But you know what? I think it's been an <laughs> Elmo. amazing... Elmo. I so anyway, it, uh, Mike Pence, you <laughs> giant fucking foreskin. Fuck you! Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think that it, it's been a very wonderful discussion, a very colorful show to say the least. So um, I think we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up. So I'm going to toss it over to my bitches. I'm going to start off with Trish on the other side so that he can give us our Mama Kins Minute. Let me give her some love. Trish, take it away. Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, scientists just created mice with two biological dads and hope to replicate the process with humans. What? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Go for uh, it. Number two, here are 17 cross-dressers even far-right Republicans love. Number three, RuPaul says drag queens are the Marines of the LGBTQ plus community. Actually, she's not lying. I mean, they're, they're fierce sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and you know... Another thing that I want to say about RuPaul, it's about time you came out and said something publicly about all this craziness that's happening around drag queens and story time. Because she was remarkably silent for a hot minute there, and Mm -hmm. she finally came out and said something. But that's enough about that. Anyway, J-Bear. Moving on. On this day in gay history, brought to you by Gay Talk 2.0 and LGBT. So the date, March 15th, 559. The 559. Year, oh my God. 559. Where in Turkey? She was a teenager. Yeah, I'm sure she was. She was so, she goes so far back. <laughs> she farts dust. She got God's pager yeah. number. <laughs> she owes him 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to our day in gay history, men corruptors blamed for the earthquake and plague of Constantinople. 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 That, that's my Spanish. Yeah, you got me it. You nailed it. I try to <laughs> so anyway, moving on. The emperor of Byzantine Empire Justinian I writes novella 141 on this day, claiming that homosexual acts are to blame for the natural disasters, as he had warned the year before. Another Mike Pence. Another, uh, right, I, seriously. Yeah. They existed even in 556. Yeah. I wonder what queen burned him. Mm. She probably got her dick sucked wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's what it that's was. That's what it was. Probably. Or she got denied. Or she got, she denied, got denied. Or, or the, queen, the, the queen turned him out and he was pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Amex wasn't working. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, decline, 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 decline. That's what it was. I'm going to blame it on you. Mm, I cannot. I cannot. Jaybird. And moving on. If you love our show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our listeners, can help support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. You better work. You have killed it. Um, Wait, we need to go back to last week's show notes. Oh, God, that was tough. Because, um, (laughs) yeah, we we can't can't do this. Hold on. Let's go go back to last week's show notes. It's funny. Um, I'm good. You got it? All right. Well, I'm going to toss it over. I'm going to give you your love. She ready for the love? Can you feel the love? 
Fairy dust, fairy dust, fairy dust. All right, everybody, get the future method and all other products today. (laughs) All products are doctor-developed, can clean without hurting your bum, take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs, and now increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal glass dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum Life-changing bum accessories today. I almost had it. Use use or share code GTFM and you can receive or give 10% off on all purchases through March 31st. Proud of you. Not including bundled subscriptions. Okay, which is important. I almost yes. got through the whole thing. You did. I'm okay. proud of you, though. You did good. You did good, girl. We were good. And as always, it is time to put a ring on it. Ring on it. And... As you always, sure you don't want to put butt dilator in it. Well, yeah, maybe, I want to do that. Maybe actually. you could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe for it's a couple of weeks. Put a ring on so it and use it. Yeah, well, you can use the. Uh, <laughs> <There's> a, yeah, <laughs> it's like Goldilocks and the three. <laughs> <laughs> and, Try and the, this size. And the three no, butt plugs. That small. one just that just went right in. <laughs> that just went right in. We lost that one. You don't need a dilator <laughs> for that. <laughs> Oops, where'd it go? <laughs> Jack. Jack. Oh boy, I'll never Jack. let go. <laughs> And as always, our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom? I will give it a try. All right. Well, ladies and gents, I want to thank you all for joining us on tonight's episode. Um, if you'd like to contact us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab, which is located at the top of the web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest a topic, submit a question for the cast, or an individual host. You can also... Call us and leave us your voice message with whatever questions you may have on voicemail, and we will answer those for you right on our show. To call us, just simply dial 334-GAY-TALK, and if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. And you can access the live stream by visiting gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. Ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you. And y'all have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more dish.